Does your business have a brand? Do you have the fancy logo, the fancy signage, the business cards, the website, all that jazz? But do you actually have a brand? Today in the podcast, we're going to talk about what your brand actually is, and it's probably not what you think it is. So if you're ready to flip the script on all of this and actually start executing your business at a totally different level, this episode is for you. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Okay, Beth, so, so many times we think brand, we think business, right? Logo. I always think of the pretty stuff. The pretty stuff, right? We all like pretty stuff. It's the stuff. first place my brain goes yeah. to. So today on the podcast, we're going to chat about, I just sounded very Minnesotan, by the way, about. Did you hear that? <laughs> about? Today on the podcast, we're going to chat about. You're like, all- I'm from Canada, eh? <laughs> That's really funny because I don't always. Um, today on the podcast, we are going to talk about what your brand actually is, and it's probably not what you think it is. And so, yeah, like when I think about brands, I think about the visual, the pretty, and that I think that's like the interior design person in me. Like that's that I that's what I naturally gravitate to. So like if you're thinking about pretty brands and a brand strategist and the power of, we did an episode, um, episode number nine with Allison Burns of Allie Marie Designs. She's who did all of our branding for yes. the podcast and the BPR experience. Then that episode is called The Power of Visual Branding. And there is so much to that. We are not going down that rabbit hole today mm-hmm. because that isn't that's not what we're talking about we're gonna sort of like get rid of the confusion between a brand and a business and help hopefully help you understand the difference a little bit more here so i'm just gonna start with like what is a brand should i just do that yeah we chatted about this on the podcast before we're gonna revisit it a little bit so a business is service products that you offer right that that is what a business is a brand is the heart and the personality behind that the identity the image uh the message it has nothing to do with the pretty so i shouldn't say nothing the visual part of it does have to do with the pretty right and the business side of it does have to do with the brand but the brand is the image behind it it's what we feel when we look at when we work with a business Mm -hmm. it's the identity that they have it's the that like that that feel good in whatever way it makes you feel good warm fuzzy or i fucking want that that is part of it yeah it's that image that's portrayed behind it it's the message and so this is where it gets really muddy i think and really that's the word that was coming to my brain too is that it's muddy Mm -hmm. because they all work so cohesively so they're they all work together right and then when we think about copywriting and our copy, our copy, just our copy in general behind our brand is so important. And we did mm-hmm. an episode with Kayla Hollitz 
back in the day. Go search for that one if you're looking for copywriting and how to execute that really well in your business. Um, But the copy, the visuals, the business, they all come together, but the brand is the life of it. Mm -hmm. And so that is what we are wanting our clients to connect with our brand. And I'm not going to say that you don't ever buy from a business because we do, but we mostly buy from brands. We buy because we want that. Like there's a reason. And Carrie and I actually had a conversation. Was it yesterday or the day before? And she was like, oh my gosh, this is like making even more sense to me. And I said, Beth could, Beth could sell anything at this point. And like, I know this sounds bold and Beth doesn't even know I'm going to say this. I'm like, but okay, <laughs> tell me more. We created a really strong brand yeah. that we could pivot if we wanted to in different directions. And that's the reality. Once you create that really strong brand and you have that identity, you can pivot. Once someone wants to buy from you, they will buy from you. So that's like the big misconception with it is it's like I have the logo, I have the website, I have, you know, if you have your signage on your building, you have the pretty swag, all that jazz is very important and it does make it all cohesive and work, works together that way. It makes it, you know, all feel super, super good and, and it is necessary as well. Without a brand though, it, it just doesn't work the same. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. Does that, was that too wordy? (laughs) No, I love that. I was at a networking event um, a couple of weeks ago, and this was the first time I've ever had this happen, like in my professional career, where you went around the room and you're like, hi, I'm Beth. And then you say where you're located, your business name. And then the next thing was how, how do people like feel when they're done working with you? Or like, what impact does your business Uh, have on somebody? What a great question. I know. I've never heard that in a networking event before. And so then, you know, we're kind of going around the room and I was near the end and I'm like, oh, shit, what am I going to say? And it it was like a really powerful way to describe the BPR experience Uh, and not just like, oh, yeah, I sell houses. No, like I change people's life through real estate, like having people buy and create generational wealth because they purchase a home, like that can change somebody's life. And that is different than just selling a house. And do you want to know what that, like what I hear when you say that? What? I hear the, your big why right in totally. there. Totally. I, I want like come from contribution. I want yeah. people to have bigger and better lives. Yeah. I like you care. You come from heart from that space. I'm like in a tear. You're trying to make me cry. Oh my gosh, like I'm getting goosebumps because this is like such a big deal because this is your why and this is how we have created your brand and yes. how we operate. Yes. And it was your actual answer. And just it's not, I'm not way. just slinging houses. Like, yes, it, it is super important mm-hmm. to me why people buy real estate. And that is why they work with you. Yes. And so there you go. Yeah. It's like, I guess that's it, Beth. We can just be done. No, I'm just kidding. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. No, but that's like such a beautiful example. I still have goosebumps because that's it. You've literally tied everything back, and that was the easiest answer for you. It yeah. came out so naturally. Right. <sighs> okay. But, like, how fun was that at a networking event to be in a room with all people that think about their business in that way? Yeah. That I'm sounds like, incredible. yeah, I would need more of these ladies yeah, in my sign life. Sign me up for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've done two podcast episodes, which is one of the reasons we decided to revisit this, was because um, episode 
62 and 63, Building a Real Estate Brand, Part 1 and 2, are two of our most downloaded episodes. Yeah. Um, and they continue to go up, up, and up. And I think it's because there are a lot of misconceptions. There's a lot of confusion. It is really muddy. I guess that's yeah, yeah. the word we'll use. Yep, yeah, it's a great and word. And trying to figure out which direction you need to go, um, trying to figure out what the heck a brand even is and how I use that. I mean, Beth, you just described it. Mm-hmm completely um and so definitely go back and check out those two episodes to get like a better feel for like guess the nuts and bolts of like what we're talking about today yeah we'll talk about christy like what are misses that happen like when people are doing this and building their brand like what can go like epically wrong oh my gosh should we have on kayla and allison and katrina and like have this conversation here um Okay, I'm going to dive in more, I think, into another in another episode okay. to get really, really deep into this. But to just sort of like high level it, high for, us. Level it f- for us right now is, you know, just the pretties, the pretties that don't match. And I'm not, please, I'm not knocking on anyone. You are all trying. Obviously, we're putting time and effort into our businesses and our brands if, if we're out there and, and we're trying really hard. We waste a lot of time trying. And we, we waste a lot of time missing mm-hmm. and like a swing and a miss over and over and over again. And I think it's because we're flooded with so much information on what we should be doing. We are paralyzed and actually don't know what to do or we just try them all and we're just like flailing everywhere. Throwing so, spitballs at the wall, seeing what sticks. You know, one, a really good example and, and is, is meeting someone in person and you like follow them on social media or you've connected and they're nothing nothing like their presence i'm like it happens all the time i didn't even know you lived in minnesota like nothing about like this didn't show me anything yeah like it's so odd and and so the misses are just it's just it's so much there's so much depth there to what's being missed and just having the pretty thank you canva thank you and no thank you canva uh for the templates that work for the masses Mm -hmm. um and you know like okay i have i've kind of a pretty logo and i kind of have this and i'm kind of sending emails but they're not missing your brand voice isn't there your personality isn't there your identity is not there i still don't know who you are and who i'm working with and we talk so much about this being a human being business Yet I'm not seeing the human being in front of me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a clue who you are. I don't know your message. You're telling me you sell real estate and this market's good to buy in. That's all you're telling me. Right. And that maybe you like to get dressed up a lot and go on social media. <laughs> I, I, that's, and, and then there's the in-between where we're just sort of trying to chase the trend and all this. And trends are good for specific reasons, if you have time for them. Um, however, a trend, they can also like, they're part of the reason that there's big misses happening because we're trying too many things. Mm-hmm. So it's it's honestly, it's just, it's a lot out there. There's a lot going on. It's a lot of noise. And yeah. we're not staying in our own lane and we're not owning our space. So if I were to say the biggest miss of overall is just not owning your space. Okay. You're trying to copy someone else's. You're trying to follow their path. And go ahead, rip off, duplicate. Heck yeah. Like if that's working, go for it. But- make sure it is still your brand identity in that space. So we'll dive into that more though, down the road. (laughs) You know, another thing is you could be mailing postcards to your area and still missing the mark because they look like everyone else's. You know, we think about the money and the effort that we put into things, whether it be- So that is really expensive advertising. Yeah, it is. And it's like, oh sure, I got one lead off of it. You should have got more than one lead. 
If you connected with that client, you would have gotten more than one lead, depending on what you're doing, right? And how many mm-hmm. you're sending. It is There is a numbers game part to it as well. But there are so many misses that are costing you so much time and money that if you can just be more concise with it and really figure out your brand. Or take that money and put I, it into something else that's more effective. <laughs> Besides yeah. postcards that end up in most people's recycling buckets. That look like everyone else's. Yeah. Or the photograph of you from 30 years ago that you're still yeah. putting on signs. Yeah. It's so interesting to me when I see meet agents in person and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't think that you looked like that because you're so airbrushed in all your photos and yeah. that isn't what you look like in real life. Yeah. So like if me, someone that's in the industry with you is shocked, imagine what clients think when they see you in person. That when they go to, when you show up to a listing appointment or you're going to work with a buyer, okay? When you walk in the door, they should feel like they already know you if they have never met you before in yes. your life. Unless it's a complete online lead that's yeah. like cold. Even then, that phone call alone, they should feel like they know you. When you talk to them, text, phone, email, they should walk into that like, oh my gosh, this already feels I good. had that You're happen during sold. COVID. There was an agent or a, a seller that reached out and I got to the appointment. Well, I was like, because I didn't know where she came from. And I said, hey, like, how did you hear about us? And she had she was a small business owner in the area and had been following our BPR experience page for quite a while. But the name that she was following under was different than it was her business name, not okay. her real name. So I got to her house and she goes, oh, my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. I feel like I know you. That's She's like, it. can I hug you? And oh I'm like, gosh, sure, I'm a hugger. It. I love it. And like, gosh, it was such a bummer that she moved out of town. But like working with her was a dream. And I'm like, if I could like multiply her, you know, put her in just recreate that client 10 times you, over like, you trusted you before mm-hmm. you even did it and granted yeah. we're not going to get hugs at every single time like every deal yeah <laughs> getting hugs but they should feel your client should feel like they know you yeah it shouldn't be like god i hope i get this listing appointment you should go in knowing you are most likely going to get that listing appointment yeah. because you feel so strongly in what you're doing and your message and you believe in it. And this might sound like cheesy, but you believe it. You walk that life like that is you. Mm-hmm. That is who's showing up. They've already connected with you. The deal has already been done outside of like maybe something changes in their life, right? You've already sealed that deal. Yes. And that is the big miss. Big, big, big. Mm-hmm. Those are the big, big, big misses. And People want to hang out with you because you connect with them. Why do you want to hang out with your friends? Because you connect with them. Yeah. You love them. Yeah. You want to be around them. Yeah. They feel good. Right. Well, you spend a lot of time with your realtor many times. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I had a client this week at a closing. She goes, am I going to see you now? She's like, I feel like I'm going to miss you. And she's like, we missed your brewery event. She's like, well, we get invited next year. And I go, well, in fact, you're going to get invited to our fall event that's happening on October 1st. Put it on your calendar right now. Said, and then we have a holiday event right around the holidays. I said, you're going to be on these lists from now until the end of time. So we hope you can come to any or all of them. We would love to see you. And so she was so excited about that because she's, you know, she's new to the brand. We met her in an open house and she's like, it was such a breeze working with you guys and that you guys made it so easy and we like we feel like we made friends in this oh that's so and i'm like yay we did it we did our job yay (laughs) let's talk about another thing with a miss when you're inconsistent with your brand we see this so much 
so much where and people like they'll be like fully admitting this on social media they'll be like hey haven't been on here in a while don't say that don't say that hey, unless you start that never say that i always think about like the analogy that i think about is like when you're dating someone new and i remember this very vividly from my years of dating i was single up until not too long ago um i remember like you meet someone new and you have like this cadence going of when you communicate. And like when you're starting to get in like that fall in love period, you know, you're texting, good night, babe. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we'll talk to you in the morning. And then they text, good morning, have a great day, yada, yada. And that cadence like makes you feel a certain way. You're starting Absolutely. to fall in love with that person. You get safety and security right then and there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden something changes with that and the cadence changes. Like for me with like my daddy issues, we could, that could be a whole different separate <laughs> ip episode. My first thing that I think of is he's cheating. Okay. Yes, that makes like, sense. Bring that back to real estate brands, Christy. Okay, so when we okay, oh gosh, but this is like a whole other show too. Let me try to condense this down here. So, when we start to communicate with our clients via our brand, via email, via social media, via text, whatever we're doing, and then like Beth said, you just stop, or you're like sporadic. You're like, I'm on it for two weeks, yeah, 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 and then you just stop for a month. You look so fucking untrustworthy. I'm just gonna yeah. call it for what it is. It is not working. And at that point, if you do it enough and your posts aren't on brand, you have damaged your brand. Right. And that is an entire Then you're doing damage control. And damage control with a brand that you don't have already like a strong presence with is so hard. It's possible, but it's really hard. But so when you do that, if you don't stay consistent and they get an email or it doesn't sound like you, all of a sudden there's one that you threw into chat GP, chat, bleh, chat GPI and you GPT, didn't, yeah. oh my God, what did I say? Chat GPT, thank you so much, Beth. Chat GPT and you didn't adjust it whatsoever to and be you your brand send voice. it out, yeah. like a market update or something like, there's something really basic and then your next one is like super heartfelt and it comes six weeks later uh, or your social media posts are very like similar, like super like heartfelt connecting and then all of a sudden none of this makes any sense you no one knows or no one's trusting you right you have broken that trust you've given them no reason to like stick around and pay attention in fact they're like actually thinking like some a ball's gonna drop because this doesn't make any sense right and so to really build up that trust you need to be consistent it's not just because like they tell me i need to be consistent you actually do to build trust in your brand so Mm -hmm. figure out what you can actually do and then stick with it the best that you can can you make a mistake sure we've made mistakes over the years of doing this can we pivot can we fix them absolutely because we have such a strong brand so you can try new things and then you can fail and you're still okay. Yeah. So, but if you don't build up that trust from the beginning, it's, you are just an uphill battle for a very long time until you can actually kind of get to like a base level again and start over. You've definitely lost people. They might still be following you or be on your email list. They're no longer, they don't trust you anymore. You're no longer the expert that they came to. So in order to gain that trust, you've got to be consistent. It is just critical. Yeah. And consistent with how your brand looks, the visual identity, consistent with how you're saying things, how you're communicating, and consistent with how you're showing up. 
And making the client feel. And making the client, yeah, it's all about how they feel, yeah. which all that ties into exactly yeah. how they feel. Okay, talk about your new coffee maker. Like, if that isn't like brand <sighs> oh my gosh. genius, I okay. don't know what is. So let's just talk about, this is, a, this is a really good thing to talk about. So when we talk about a brand versus a business, um, so back in, Beth, how many years ago was this? When we went to see Scott in Puerto Rico that first time, the first time I went there. Um, 11-ish years 11-ish ago. 11-ish years ago. Our dear friend Scott, who has sadly passed away, but he lived in Puerto Rico and he had a DeLonghi mm-hmm. coffee maker. The most magical coffee most maker magical you've coffee ever seen maker. in your life. Yes. And I was like, how do I get this in my carry-on, Scott? I want to take it's this It's like the Ferrari me. of coffee makers. It is. It Yes, it, it was. And so I then, very different financial situation, would never have purchased a DeLonghi at that level yeah by any means probably even today would purchase one at that level (laughs) and i was like i need one of these i want one of these this makes me feel good to use this i love everything about this product yeah it felt good to connect like it was perfect everything about it and i never forgot it so for my 40th birthday i gifted myself a fancy coffee maker never bought the coffee maker but i always knew in my head i wanted this specific one and there's a reason why, and so anyways, two, fast forward two years, I finally got this damn coffee maker. And <laughs> it's about time. I finally got this. And it is a DeLonghi coffee maker. And it is the exact one that I wanted. I never even looked at other ones. Like, I'm not going to say I didn't look. I like compared and that kind yeah. of thing. But that one had nostalgia behind it. Yep. It had the story of me not having enough to have it and wanting it and then being able to actually get it Mm -hmm. and all of this is going on it made me feel good to even look at the products they felt good sure did it have the DeLonghi logo on it absolutely like and was that part of it absolutely but it was everything else it was how it made me feel to own one of those how coffee makes me feel in general (laughs) like my love it's my love language all of that combined was why I purchased that brand and did not even consider another one yeah and so that is like such a good example of a business, right? Yeah. Offering a product. So if you're in a product-based business, you're not in a service space. Hey, you're not in real estate listening to this. And that product made me feel something. It evoked so much it emotion evoked so in you. so much emotion. You ruled out every other brand. Every other brand. And that was it. Yeah. So I knew from 11 years ago, I was going to have one someday. Yeah. I knew that that also signified that I got to a certain place in my life. Yep. where I could purchase a DeLonghi yeah. espresso machine. Um, and so all of that coming full circle is the things that we're not necessarily thinking about when we buy from a business. Yeah, It is all of that happening behind in our subconscious. I knew it was happening, but because I know businesses and brands so well. Right. But all of that is happening when we make a purchase. So think about the last big purchase that you made that made you feel something really good and ask yourself all the reasons why. Mm-hmm. That's the brand. Mm-hmm. And that is what we are trying to do here. That is the reason I bought from them. Yeah. Yeah. So there's my coffee. Also, I have a new espresso machine. So come I on I love over. it. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Whew. So hopefully that gives a little more insight into the mistakes we're making with our brands and really like the difference. It's not necessarily what we think it is. It's not the DeLonghi coffee machine. It's how that coffee machine makes me feel. 
Mm-hmm. It's everything. It's everything else besides that espresso maker is why I bought it. Just leave it there. That is such a good way to wrap up the show. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So we're going to dive in deeper into, um, or I'm going to dive in deeper on a upcoming show about mistakes made in your brand and how to fix them. Because I definitely don't want this episode to leave you feeling like, shit, I've, I've really messed up. Mm-hmm. I want you to feel empowered that you can... You can make pivots and you can, and you you can, can still come do back this. You from can come it. back. You can come back from anything on social, please. Like, you're fine. Um, but let's get you to a place where you're actually, like, the mistakes are, they're not not as common, not as frequent. So I'm going to do a deep dive into that. Um, stay tuned. Up here soon. Yeah, so t- stay tuned. And I'll give you some tips and tricks on how to repair, too. Yeah. If you have made any. Whoopsies. <laughs> Whoopsie daisies. <laughs> All right, Beth, why don't you take us out? Yeah, we're going to leave it there. (laughs) DeLonghi coffee makers are where it's at. And until next time, bus bench babes, keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babes that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.